This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge, Wilbert Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight before we dish the rock to the JR. Sport brief, plenty to get to here in the next four hours. Fresh off the heels of the Washington Nationals snapping their five-game winning streak after a 3-0 victory in a rainy, rainy second half of a doubleheader against uh, the St. Louis Cardinals this afternoon. Solid day uh, at the office for C.J. Abrams, 3-for-3, three three, including a homer uh, that ended up putting the group up uh, one nothing, and this is more of the same when it comes to this this young Washington Nationals group, man. The last really two or three weeks for this group, I'll call it two weeks, a lot of growing up is happening for them, man. I, I say it all the time, this was a group that during the offseason we, we predicted would all lose 100-plus games, and now that they started off the way that they did and you saw Mackenzie Gore come out and prove that, hey, I could be an everyday starter in this league. Josiah Gray continuing to show signs of development. It was all fine and dandy. Going into yesterday, the Nats were losers to 12 out of their last 14. So things not only up and up right now for this group, and it feels kind of like they're crashing back down to reality. Uh, I will say this, though. As the season continues to progress, while they're in this tough stretch right now, I definitely expect them uh, to be able to pick things back up, and I, I expect for them to look closer to the team they look like at the beginning of the season uh, in comparison to how this group has looked the past two or so weeks. I will say this. A majority of the losses that this team has suffered and the majority of the struggles that this team has had over this two-week stretch feels like all of the growing pains and issues we expected this this bunch to have to, to come out and start the season. But I will see, though. They were 3-0 winners today. They're back at it tomorrow. Uh, I believe it is a 4-0-5 first pitch against the Arizona Diamondbacks. It will be a makeup of the uh, game from last week that ended up getting rained out. Big news here locally, though, on, on the hoops front. The NBA draft is tomorrow night. Uh, the Wizards have the number eight pick and two second-round picks, and uh, if the deal ends up going through that uh, transpired earlier today, you will see the Washington Wizards have two first-round picks now. They should be in possession of pick number 30 on behalf of the L.A. Clippers as a part of the three-team deal that ends up sending Chris Stapps Porzingis uh, to the Boston Celtics, and it sends Marcus Morris uh, to the Washington Wizards, and it'll send Danilo Gallinari to the Washington Wizards as well. For the L.A. Clippers, they acquire uh, Celtics guard Malcolm Brogdon, who was one of the unsung heroes of the playoff run for Boston. It really was a big reason why they had such a stellar regular season. It'll be a heck of an addition for the L.A. Clippers, and it now feels like 
if you're Washington, the Clippers seem to be one of the destinations that made sense in terms of where Chris Paul is going to end up going. And I've you know, shared my thoughts on this on Monday. I, I'm not so certain Chris Paul is going to end up being rerouted in this deal or if it makes sense for Chris Paul to be rerouted uh, at this point. The one thing that I've learned to come to grips with during this rebuild, this teardown, is the fact that, look, Chris Tapps Porzingis was arguably the best player on this basketball team last year. And to see him now be shipped out. For Wizards fans, I know it's tough. But I personally thought, man, if you're Michael Winger, if you're Will Dawkins, if you're this new brass in charge here in Washington, maybe think once or twice about going into next year with Chris Tapps Porzingis. Financially, you could afford him, right? You've cleared over $90 million in cap space here in the past 24 to 48 hours. So, the flexibility that this new Washington Wizards front office is going to have moving forward is it's tremendous. And it's exactly what you expect when you go through a complete full teardown and rebuild and you rip things out from the studs. This is what happens. My one concern, I don't even want to call it a concern, something that crosses my mind when I think about this, while it's great to be flush with cap space and have the ability to go out and sign marquee free agents, The big issue the last 20 years for the Washington Wizards hasn't been their cap space and their their lack of financial flexibility. It's been their inability to hit on draft picks. That that has been the Achilles heel of Ernie Grunfeld and Tommy Shepard, the two dudes who have been in charge here in Washington the past 20 years. That is why Washington is in the situation that they are currently in. Not because of the lack of cap space. So while it's great that they're going to be flush with cap space, to me, tomorrow night represents the first true opportunity for Michael Winger, Will Dawkins, and and this regime to put their stamp on the Washington Wizards. Tomorrow night represents the first opportunity. Washington right now has the number eight overall pick, two second-round picks, and they have the number 30 pick as well. Can you see a scenario in which Washington packages their two second-round picks along with pick number 30 to try to move up in this draft? I was excited when I saw that they ended up with pick number 30. Yeah, it's not probably the value we all expect Chris Stapps Porzingis to have, considering he's a cat who averaged 23 points a game last year, was solid on both ends of the floor, and really by all metrics, was a career year last year for Chris Tapps Porzingis in his age 27 season. So to have a guy that essentially is in his prime at age 27 to only be able to turn that into a number 30 overall draft pick, you'd say it's disappointing, but when you look at Chris Tapps Porzingis and the lack of health and his lack of availability over the past few years, it makes tons of sense. Chris Tapps Porzingis has played more than 60 games three times in his career. He was drafted in 2015. So I understand, you know, fellow executives across the league being frustrated or, excuse me, being hesitant on giving Chris Stapps a long-term deal and being hesitant to give up assets to acquire him because you simply don't know how long he's going to be able to play for you. I believe he was able to register 65 games this year uh, for the Washington Wizards. And the season before that, when he was traded from Dallas, 
played 17 games with the Mavericks, or excuse me, 17 games with Washington, 51 games with Dallas. So he cracked 60 games last year as well. But I don't know, man. This is it's going to take some getting used to uh, if you're a Wizards fan. This is a very, very tough time right now. Doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of wins in the immediate future for the Washington Wizards, but this is what was needed. The fact that Michael Winger and this new front office and regime was able to convince Ted Leonsis that, hey, look, while it's great to say you have Chris Tapps Porzingis, while it's great to say you have an all-NBA caliber player in Bradley Beal, if the goal is to try and win a championship, moving off of those two and their salaries uh, is the best course of action moving forward. Uh, we'll get you each and every angle of this three-team deal uh, between the Washington Wizards, the L.A. Clippers, and the Boston Celtics as the show rolls on here tonight. Uh, top of the 8 o'clock hour at about 8.15, we'll be joined by Chris Naki, uh, who will be in attendance with me tomorrow at Capital One Arena as we host uh, our coverage of the Washington Wizards in the NBA draft. Uh, our coverage set to start at 6.30 tomorrow. Chris Naki, uh, of course, serves as the color analyst for Maryland basketball uh, on our sister station, the Team 980, the official flagship station of the Maryland Terrapins. So no one knows college basketball better than Chris Naki. We get his take on what the Wizards should do moving forward and what are some possible options that they have at pick number eight uh, in tomorrow night's draft. And we'll also ask him about some guys that are at the back of the first round, closer to pick number 30, where Washington is uh, expected to pick if they stay put tomorrow uh, with the newly acquired L.A. Clippers pick. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll continue to look at the big-time deal that went down earlier today in Linnell's lead line. Three-team deal. Chris Stapps, Porzingis headed to Boston as part of a three-team trade uh, that'll see Porzingis end up with the Celtics. The Washington Wizards will receive the L.A. Clippers' number 30 overall pick. They'll receive Marcus Morris, uh, who is set to be a free agent after this year, uh, and they receive the rights to Danilo Gallinari as well. Uh, we'll break it all down for you next. This is The Fan. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps, the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 11 o'clock before we hand the rock off to the JR Sport Brief. Coming up at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, we'll hear from Chris Naki, uh, the color analyst for Maryland basketball on our sister station, the Team 980. He'll give us his thoughts on what the Washington Wizards should be looking to do moving forward with all of their new cap space and some of the new assets that they've been able to acquire uh, it has been a very eventful past 48 hours for the new regime here in Washington. Uh, it started on Monday when the deal went down between the Wizards and the Phoenix Suns. That sends three-time All-Star guard Bradley Beal to Phoenix in exchange for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, five second-round picks, and a couple of first-round pick swaps. That move rids Washington of, let's be very frank about it, the worst contract in all of professional sports. So it was very necessary for Washington to get off of Bradley Beal's contract. But ladies and gentlemen, the fun didn't stop there. It all continued this afternoon about two and a half hours ago. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski along with Shams of The Athletic are those two reporting that a massive blockbuster three-team deal was on the horizon that would send Chris Stapps Porzingis to the Boston Celtics uh, it would send Marcus Morris of the L.A. Clippers and Amir Coffey of the L.A. Clippers to Washington. And Malcolm Brogdon from the Celtics going to end up being rerouted to the L.A. Clippers. And to me, I heard Michael Wilbon, I love Michael Wilbon, one of the goats from this area, 
heard Michael Wilbon talking about the deal on PTI a little bit earlier with Tony Kornheiser, and they were discussing winners and losers of the deal. And Michael Wilbon, spicy per usual, came out and said he feels like every team involved is a loser. And I, I can't understand that. Obviously, on its surface, the Celtics are winners. Adding Chris Stapps Porzingis to their front court does numbers for the Boston Celtics. I, I think it definitely catapults them. If they weren't already the favorite in the Eastern Conference next year, to me, acquiring Chris Stapps Porzingis definitely moves that needle for them. For the L.A. Clippers, they were looking at the possibility of adding Chris Paul uh, to their point guard room and Let's be honest, if you had to ask me right now who's the more valuable player, Malcolm Brogdon or Chris Paul, if I'm the L.A. Clippers, I'm saying Malcolm Brogdon. It's not even close. He's younger, uh, the reigning sixth man of the year. You saw what he was able to do uh, during the postseason for Boston. You saw what he was able to do during the regular season. He's just younger. It makes way more sense for the L.A. Clippers if they are actually in the point guard market uh, to go after somebody like Malcolm Brogdon. So I think the Clippers are winners for that as well. The Wizards, obviously Washington's winners. Anytime you're able to acquire a first-round pick during a rebuild, it's got to be viewed as a positive situation. I think Michael Winger and Will Dawkins, the start that they have gotten off to uh, since they've gotten here to D.C., man, they're doing exactly what all the articles and reports said that they had the freedom to do, and we didn't believe them. They are tearing this thing down to the studs. And when you do that, When you go through and complete an entire rebuild, there are painful years that are are going to be ahead of you. And I think depending on what Washington is able to do in free agency this summer, and I don't expect them to be active, the team that they field next year is not going to be very competitive. Let's just call it what it is and and call it a spade. They will not be very competitive next year. I, I don't have any doubt about that. But my question is, for Wizards fans, and I'm speaking for, my, for myself as well, I'm a Wizards fan, how patient are we willing to be during this rebuild? Because see, like I said in the opening segment, while it's great to have financial flexibility and, and have the ability to sign max players, well, that's great. There's no guarantee in that. You can't force someone to join your roster. The good thing that, or the most important thing, during this rebuild for Michael Winger and Will Dawkins and Travis Schlank and the powers that be in that Washington Wizards front office, it is about hitting on your draft picks. Because, see, you can't force a free agent to sign with you. But if you draft somebody, they're yours. So we'll see, man. The track record of Will Dawkins in Oklahoma City, very good. The track record of Travis Schlank drafting while with the Atlanta Hawks, very good. So it seems like on its surface, while it stinks to see Chris Porzingis get sent away for nothing, while it stinks to see Bradley Beal get sent away for nothing. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do to get off of bad contracts and try to create some financial flexibility and try to acquire picks. Michael Winger, Will Dawkins, they're doing this exactly the way you're supposed to do it. And I know the sexy thing right now on Wizards Twitter, and hell, even on ESPN and your favorite shows, is to try and trash the Washington Wizards in the rebuild uh, that they're currently going through and try to trash the return that they got for Bradley Beal. I see folks online now upset that Washington was only able to net the number 30 overall pick for Chris Stapps Porzingis. And I went through it in the opening segment. It's not like Chris Stapps isn't a good player. We saw that last year in Washington through the duration of 65 games. It's about whether or not Chris Stapps is going to be available and healthy 
And based on the track record over his career, he's not. Now, I know he was able to get over his injury woes here in D.C. That's one year. Chris Tabs Porzingis, since he entered the league in 2015, has played in more than 60 games just three times. Three times since 2015. So, there's that. If you're a betting man, and odds tell you that Chris Tabs Porzingis probably isn't going to be able to give you a full season. So, obviously, that alters his value on the market. Now, statistically, there is no arguing about the talent that the Boston Celtics are going to acquire. And it's crazy. Before the show started tonight, I was thinking, man, before the trade got announced, I was thinking, are there any scenarios in which Washington could keep Chris Stapps Porzingis moving forward? Because if you're going to go into a rebuild, a 27-year-old dude coming off the best year of his professional career, that's not a bad dude to start your rebuild with, right? Now, I know the durability issues are there, but he showed the last two seasons, the 17 games that he played uh, in 21-22, and then the 65 games he played this year. Porzingis hadn't had a big issue staying healthy here in Washington. So the idea of taking a flyer on Chris Stabs to me didn't, didn't sound crazy as far as them opting or him opting into that deal and them not trying to move. Because regardless, you're going to have to have somebody suit up for this group next year. If you look at the Wizards' current roster Post Chris Stapps Porzingis trade and post Bradley Beal trade. Somebody's got to play. Somebody's got to get some minutes. You'll have the number eight overall pick enter your rotation. You'll have the number 30 overall pick enter your rotation. I'm not sure whether or not their two second round picks are going to be quality enough guys to where they can come in and contribute right away. But man, look, they're going to have to make some big time moves moving forward. They're going to have to hit on draft picks And they're going to be, all of a sudden, the good thing about all of this is Washington now becomes the destination for contending teams trying to dump salary. For the next couple of years, Washington will be that team mentioned when a team is trying to get off of a veteran player that's got, what, two years left on a deal. And what Washington does by having all this cap space is it allows them to take on those types of deals. And normally, based on prior deals that have been made, when you are a team taking on a bad contract, normally that comes with a first-round pick attached to it. And to me, I'll continue to say the most valuable thing for the Washington Wizards during this rebuild is not financial flexibility. It's not cap space. Uh, It's going to be the draft picks. The more draft picks, the merrier. It's the same philosophy To me, across all the professional sports, it should be at least, the more bites that you have at the apple, the more likely you are to select a franchise-altering talent. And considering what Washington has left on its roster after shipping out Beal and after shipping out Porzingis, they are in dire need of a franchise-altering talent. So whether or not they get that talent this year, whether or not they get that talent in next year's draft, bottom line is you can't have any more duds. You can't draft any more players that aren't going to be contributors in your rotation. You can't have any more Isaiah Todd draft picks. You can't have any more Johnny Davis type draft picks. Now I know Johnny Davis was able to turn things around toward the end of the season and hopefully he's able to carry that momentum into next year. But bottom line is, while it's great 
to move off of Porzingis and get financial flexibility. While it's great to move off of Beal and gain financial flexibility. The number one most important thing for this new Wizards regime during this rebuild is going to be to acquire draft capital. It's the number one thing. MGM National Harbor listed lines wide open. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Now that the Washington Wizards have been able to clear all this cap space and they've got draft picks, what do you want to see this team do moving forward? Do you want them to go for it now and try to make a big splash during this year's free agency? Do you want to see them package their new picks to try to move up in the draft? A lot of options on the table right now for the Washington Wizards. We'll break them down as the show rolls on here tonight, taking you up to 11 o'clock before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief. Coming up in about a half hour, 20 minutes or so, at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, Chris Knocky set to join the program. Uh, he'll give his thoughts and give us some prospects that the Washington Wizards uh, could potentially be looking at uh, tomorrow night in the draft. Remember, uh, if you are listening right now to the fan, you will have your NBA draft coverage tomorrow night. Myself and Chris Knocky live from Capital One Arena at the Washington Wizards draft party. It'll definitely be a good time. We'll pay some bills, take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll continue uh, to react to the big time news of the afternoon. The Washington Wizards shipping away Chris Stapps, Porzingis to the Boston Celtics as a part of a three-team deal. Uh, Washington gets back pick number 30. Marcus Morris, uh, and Amir Coffey from the L.A. Clippers. When we come back, we'll take your calls. 1-800-636-1067. It's the fan. Welcome back. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps. The youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief. Coming up in about 15 minutes, top of the 8 o'clock hour, we'll reset things when Chris Knocky joins the program. He is the color analyst uh, for Maryland Terrapins Basketball. He give us his thoughts on the big-time moves made by the Washington Wizards in the past 48 hours uh, and he'll give us his two cents on a couple of prospects that the Wizards uh, could be targeting uh, with their draft picks uh, in tomorrow night's draft. Right now, though, I want to continue to hit the phones. 1-800-636-1067. Just react, ladies and gentlemen. Vent to me. I want to hear from you. In the past 48 hours, Michael Winger, Will Dawkins, Travis Schlenk, and this new-look Wizards front office have completely revamped this basketball team. And Wizards fans, while I know teardowns could sometimes be emotional, I'm emotional right now thinking about it. Bradley Beal is one of my favorite players. Chris Stavis Porzingis, I was banging on the table for this group to keep him. They're gone now. As I said going into the last break, and this will be my poster statement for the entirety of this rebuild, while I am A-OK and love the fact that we have financial freedom and flexibility, Michael Winger and Will Dawkins haven't even swung their big stick yet. They swing their big stick tomorrow night during the NBA draft at pick eight overall. That's their first time and first opportunity for them to really put their fingerprints and their stamp on this Washington Wizards rebuild. See, trading Bradley Beal away, trading Chris Porzingis away, that was a foregone conclusion that this group was going to do that. As soon as we heard the new regime was going to have complete autonomy to go through a wholesale rebuild. We knew this was coming. Now, a lot of us are frustrated because of the lack of return for Bradley Bill and Chris Stapps Porzingis, but that isn't this regime's fault. It's the prior regime's fault. 
when it comes to Bradley Beal. And then when it comes to Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and his trade value, I think it's probably as high right now as it'll ever be. This is a guy that has only played more than 60 games three times in the entirety of his career. He was drafted in 2015. He's coming off a career year, though, age 27, in his prime. There's reason to be optimistic about Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and I said it earlier, I think he puts the Boston Celtics in the driver's seat as the favorite in the Eastern Conference next year. I want to take your calls, though. 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Greg is in Maryland. What's going on, Greg? Yes, hello? How you doing, Greg? Good. I just wanted to call in. I think uh, everything you said is spot on so far. I think, I think the uh, Wizards just got to go scrappy defense, draft, build this thing out. You can't. Um, you're not going to get a superstar here, probably in the next decade, and you know via free agency. Build this thing through the draft. Get the scrappers. Get the get the dogs. Get the defenders. Get people who actually relish playing defense. Let's see what the younger guys can do. They're going to be stinking up for probably the next, like you said, two to three seasons at least. Uh, hopefully, there's a game changer on the horizon in terms of the draft. I don't really look too too far ahead, but I know there are some names out there. Um, but bottom line is you got to get defenders. They need they need defense. They this team doesn't really have an identity. It never really did once uh, once the the uh, Beal and um, Wall pairing you know fell apart. Um, they need an identity, and that identity should be defense um, and just just you know team basketball. And uh, you never know. I mean the Heat the Heat got there via defense and um, you know guys who are you know not really superstars. So. Um, you know, just to have that kind of culture and embrace yeah. that culture. Follow the Heat culture, and you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Greg. Yeah, I think he, he hits on it. When tearing your roster down to the studs and bringing in guys that you draft and that you're comfortable and familiar with, and some key veterans that they'll have to add as well. Like Greg said, it helps you establish and create that culture and identity that you're looking for. For the past five, six seasons really since Tommy Shepard has been in charge, Ted Leontes has even spoke on it. There was no identity. There was no plan for this group moving forward. It felt like they were in complete freestyle mode. And moving forward with these two guys on the horizon, or with these three guys now pulling the strings, Michael Winger, Travis Schlank, Will Dawkins, their track record suggests that, hey, look, they understand what it takes to rebuild a team. And I'm talking about Will Dawkins specifically because he's the one that's really had to go through the dog days of a rebuild before. Michael Winger, to my knowledge, has ever went through a rebuild. <laughs> so I'm glad Will Dawkins is on board for this. But as I'll continue to say, it's about the draft picks. And for those Wizards fans out there who are upset at them tearing it down to the studs because you don't want to see a team that's only going to be good enough to win 20 games per season, guess what? We've been in mediocrity for the past five seasons, haven't won more than 35 games. If we lose 13 more games and have the opportunity to add a franchise-altering talent, that's okay with me. That's okay with me. But I'll continue to say it, man. It's about what they do tomorrow night. It's about what they do in the draft. Having cap space is great. It's awesome. But the championship teams in this league, look at the two teams that were in the finals. Look at the Boston Celtics. Look at Golden State. The premier teams in the NBA 
draft and develop their talent. It's why the Boston Celtics are in the position that they're in. It's why the Denver Nuggets are in the position that they're in. It's about building your core through the draft. And then when you're ready to take that next step, you sign a free agent that gets you over the top. That's how you do it. It's not about tying yourself up long-term with bad contracts to try to flirt with the number seven seed. I am so happy that those days are behind us. Because while I absolutely am going to dread next year's roster, it's going to feel a hell of a lot better come, say, 2025 when the Washington Wizards have a couple of first-round picks on this roster and they've gotten a year or two to develop. The rough times are going to be rough. But damn it, when we see the end, when we see the light at the end of the tunnel, I think it'll all be worth it. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. You can tweet at me as well. Uh, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Such a feelings out, man. How are you feeling about the past 48 hours for the Washington Wizards today? Uh, they announced that Chris Stapps for is going to be rerouted to the Boston Celtics as a part of a three-team trade that will see the Wizards take back the number 30 overall pick from the L.A. Clippers, Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and reports also saying that Danilo Gallinari from the Boston Celtics could be en route to Washington as well. Let's go to Dom in D.C. What's going on, Dom? Dom, you there, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, hey, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? Um, it's, it's frustrating. Because for real, for real, we've been, we've been stuck in mediocrity since the 70s. Yeah. And now here come more mediocrity, more mediocre players. And, yeah, it's supposed to be a rebuild. And, and, but for real, for real, who wants to come play here? Don't nobody want to come play here. Don't nobody want it's, it's It's embarrassing to be a fan of Washington sports. And it's getting ready to get even more embarrassing to be a fan of Washington Wizards. Dom, it's got to get worse before it gets better, my, my friend. I mean, this is what, I'm, how much this what you worse? have to do. Linnell, Linnell, how much more worse can it get? You've been trashed since the 70s. It's very true. That's I'm very 48. true. 40 on the championship since I was three. <laughs> I got grandkids now. Look, I, I I understand it, Dom. Let me let me ask you this because the last caller said this as well. I don't understand the notion that you all feel like we can't acquire a marquee free agent here in DC. I don't believe that. Uh, because nobody wants to come play in Washington DC. It's not that Dom. It's not Dom. It's not that Dom. And I appreciate the call, buddy. It's not that nobody wanted to come play here in Washington DC. It's the fact that no one wanted to come play for the front office that has been in place the past 20-plus years. Ernie Grunfeld is a loser. Tommy Shepard was the second man to a loser. They put him in charge. For the first time in 20-plus years, the Wizards have gone outside of their organization to pick decision makers. That matters. That matters. Narratives matter. And the narrative that's gotten out around the NBA is, whoa, whoa, whoa. Marquee for agents, don't go to Washington. You go to Washington when your career is about to finish. You go to Washington to collect a bag because they're not interested in winning championships. Well, guess what? When you bring in Michael Winger, when you bring in Will Dawkins, when you bring in Travis Schlenk, you now have a trio in your front office, three high-ranking executives that all have cachet throughout the NBA. Michael Winger's coming from L.A. Look at who he was able to get there. 
This is D.C., people. Let's not act like, no offense to Boston. Let's not act like this is Boston. Let's not act like this is Connecticut. Like it's gonna, you know, it's, no one wants to live out here. D.C. is a beautiful place to live and raise a family. It's just about having things right on the basketball front before other marquee talents are going to want to come here. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listing lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Real simple. Your calls and reactions to the past 48 hours for the Washington Wizards. They dealt Bradley Beal on Monday to the Phoenix Suns. Today, about three hours ago, before we got on the air, we found out that Chris Stapps Porzingis is going to be shipped off to the Boston Celtics in exchange for the number 30 overall pick from the Clippers, Amir Coffey, and Marcus Morris. So the Washington Wizards in the past 48 hours, ladies and gentlemen, have created almost $90 million in cap space. They told you where teardown was coming. Uh, they meant it for real. Let's go to Bobby in Maryland. What's going on, Bobby? Linnell. What's going on, man? Hey, good evening. I think this is a shrewd move that we don't realize the full impact of yet. In a matter of weeks, the dynamic impact of this new front office is beyond what we're currently understanding. We still owe the Knicks a first-round pick (laughs) in the next three drafts. This last pick in the first round could be the most shrewd move to simply throw it at the Knicks and be done with peeling back the layers of this onion. We could finally get to rock bottom and start building forward now. Yeah, Bobby, I, I, think, I, I appreciate the call, Bobby. I feel like fans out there don't want to go to rock bottom. Though. They don't seem to understand what Bobby understands and what some of the other callers understand. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And the one thing that Bobby brought up is the Wizards not having control of their first round pick next year uh, because it now belongs to the New York Knicks. And I, I don't know if the Knicks still have possession of the pick. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of that before the show gets out as well. But a lot of moving parts here for the Washington Wizards. And I'll continue to beat the same drum, so to speak, right? I love the fact that this group has financial flexibility now. I love the fact that this group has money to spend and can possibly attract marquee free agents now. But moving forward, the draft by far, by far, ladies and gentlemen, is the most important thing. Because you can have all the cap space and financial flexibility that you want. If you can't fill out your rotation with cheap talent, you're going to be in the same position you've been in for the past 20 plus years. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. If you're on the line, stay there. We'll take a quick time out when we come back. More of your calls reacting to the big news of the day. The Washington Wizards sending out Chris Stapps Porzingis to the Boston Celtics as a part of a three-team trade with the L.A. Clippers. Washington receiving Marcus Morris, the number 30 overall pick in tomorrow night's draft, uh, as well as Danilo Gallinari from the Boston Celtics. Your calls, though, next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 